there's an interesting sort of psychological aspect to this intro I was thinking about today, Ross, Mm -hmm. because, you know, like any normal person, I I recite these things in my head and uh, we both get real quiet before we start. And it feels like psychologically you have to like break out of the silence, like, hey, welcome to Nightclerk Radio. But you really don't because Two Mellows, amazing music is playing. Yeah. And that's wild. That's true. So, hey. Yeah. Welcome to Nightclerk Radio. We hope you like Two Mellows music. We do. We'll start off with a little housekeeping. We had a, a good chat with the Discord folk, mm-hmm. our, our Patreons, who both support us and have linked their Discord accounts on Patreon. And we've come up with our July bonus episode. We're going to be doing something vaguely on Vaporwave and Cinema. I think I was thinking about it a bit today, and I think there's a lot of ways we could go with that. And I don't want to like unilaterally decide one on quote air, but I definitely like the idea and I'm curious to see what we end up with when we actually like focus our brain meets down on it. Yeah. I'm very interested in the cinema aspect of it. I've been kind of obsessed mm-hmm. about movies over the last year. Yeah. We've watched a lot of movies together. Yeah. Both good and bad, uh, mostly mm-hmm. bad, but there, there's some good movies in there and just watching them and, and absorbing them and reading about them. <laughs> so I do want to say though, about your thing about the silence before we move on is sure. Perhaps that is the reason why I created the announcer voice. Mm, yeah. RPPR has no music. Uh, well, I put in music, but it's random every episode. Yeah. It's just, it's not like custom commissioned music and it's not a part of our brand really per se. And it's just for mm-hmm. me when we're recording that, that persona of that, like to, to rev myself up, to have the energy to be like, Hey, mm-hmm. you know, that's very important. You know, you want to get that <laughs> energy going at the beginning of the episodes so people want to listen to it because if you start out at a low energy, man, people are going to, they're not going to keep with it. So no, they're going to know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you at home, Want to get on the exciting conversations like this or our vaporwave and cinema? Definitely check us out on Patreon, Nightclerk Radio. Make sure you link your Discord chat and join the community. Mm-hmm. But today we're doing a topic of uh, on topic summer jams, which is something I picked comically. We hit record last episode and didn't pick our next episode like we normally do. So summer jams is a bit off the top of my head. As, you know, it's summer. Why not? Right. Mm-hmm. I also think that there's like a real stealth topic episode in there. The more, the more I thought about it, because it occurs to me, I haven't had a summer jam album for like a long time. And it's something I always had as a kid uh, in like a very normie sense. Like I remember in high school, Mm -hmm. like whatever pop album came out, like I very distinctly remember uh, we had senior week, you know, which is the the first (laughs) week after high school graduation, you'd go to uh, I'm in Maryland. So we go to ocean city and just be degenerates. (laughs) <laughs> and right around senior week was when Weezer's green album came out. Oh man. And man, your boy listened to a lot of hash pipe and Island in the sun. <laughs> yeah. But there's, there's nothing really like that comparably for me in the last few years. There's like definitely summer songs or, or like ones that media determined, but nothing for me. Yeah. And it, it got me thinking that like the summer jam is like an intrinsically youthful, nostalgic concept for me now mm-hmm. because summer is no longer a different part of the year, right? Yeah. Like when I was a kid or even up through my first time through undergrad, yeah, the summer was like, man, I get to fuck off. I don't do anything for three months. I mean, I didn't do anything while I was in class during my first undergrad, which is how you get my life trajectory. But just broadly, (laughs) I was much less anxious about it during the summer. So, you know, just about like freedom and and how you spend your time and stuff and then music being like an anthem of 
uh, some newfound freedom from society that I don't really have anymore. Yeah, the certainly the music industry really pushes the idea of the summer jam of the the summer pop hit, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, even for adults, like summer's vacation time, like that's when you go uh, because the kids are out of school, you mm-hmm. all go on vacation somewhere to a theme park or whatever, and so there is this idea that summer is the, and, and like, you know, culture, it's like summer is the time of the grasshopper. Just, you know, while the ant works away, this grasshopper plays, you know, that, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. And yeah. So I, I mean, I could definitely see that. And I, I certainly have those same kind of memories about, you know, summer pop tunes uh, being happy tunes. And that's just, yeah, kind of how it's set up for me though. When I think of summer jams though, there's really like two types there mm-hmm. is the club bangers, the we're <laughs> getting down to fucking party. This is going to be a rager and, you know, uh, take off all your clothes, you know, that, that kind of everybody in the club, baby. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Getting all sweaty. And then the other one is the more relaxed and vacation slash beach song. This predates our own use. Obviously, you know, Margaritaville mm-hmm. is the quintessential, you know, beach <laughs> tune. God. Yeah. My uh, man, I love Jimmy Buffett in my life and my parents. <laughs> you be careful. Uh, I no disrespect. I mean, it's just it's oh, it's an icon. Okay, <laughs> it's an icon though. Yeah, and so you want something that reflects like some what we think of summer. You know, light, mm-hmm. airy, relaxed, uh, hot. You know, uh, you don't want something intimidating. You don't want something too complex. You don't want to think too much. And uh, I think the the albums we chose are both reflective of that, although there is some subtle depth in in both of them. Is it subtle? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I think that's an excellent point you make about the different types of summer because we picked very different albums. Mm -hmm. I was like, my other preamble point is, my God. We pick different albums. Go ahead. I do know that, like, for me, (laughs) this was also a stealth topic, but not about summer mm. jams per se but about chill wave because we have not really talked about chill wave it's true i guess yeah and uh, uh resonance is one of my mm-hmm. favorite pieces of you know asterisk wave music out there <laughs> mm-hmm. and chill wave sort of is kind of a very nebulous genre even even in the world i think of electronic music which is all fucking nebulous anyway like yeah. people will call this you know synth wave or vapor wave or chill wave or just tag it all three on Bandcamp. the the genre wars are rough yeah as a metal guy yeah there oh are. yeah yeah metal is probably if there's one category of music worse than electronic music in terms of genre labeling it would be metal yeah it's, mm. so yeah when we get to my album I, I do want to talk a little bit more about chill wave so it's a double secret topic episode <laughs> yeah Ooh, all right i guess we better get into these albums then
chill little saxes were from Boulevard Nights, which is track five on my pick as a summer jam album. <laughs> uh, good pick, right, gang? Right? <laughs> from the uh, hazy, distorted R&B sax samples really makes you think of the sun. Mm, I was thinking late summer nights, man. Like, but the... <laughs> So this is the album, just getting the artist a little bit, is Midnight Mixtape by Origami Vato, who I had not heard of. They're a Vaporwave Plunderphonics producer. I just found this kind of under uh, recent new listings on the VHS pop tag mm. on Bandcamp. And I was surprised because there's actually a lot of albums under this name, but they only go back to like 2020. And they're released under a variety of names. Like uh, some stuff is released under VHS Spectre, which is also this person's Twitter handle. So I don't know if it's producing a lot of stuff as different personas Mm -hmm. or if it's some sort of artist collective. Mm. It feels like a singular person because it's all very honed in thematically. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So if you're out there or somebody out there knows, let me know. But I really like a lot of what I saw looking through their band camp. Like there's almost we're getting to the point of like getting into the absurdity of nostalgia or like really overblowing it. So there's like album titles, like future oldies and stuff, which is, <laughs> you know, it's all pure like vaporwave or just a lot of stuff like just sampled VHS rips. Like here's a bunch of stuff made from random old VHS tapes. I found that a lot of like broken transmission type mm, stuff, yeah. which you also hear a lot of on this album. Yeah. And then they also have a cool YouTube channel where they do videos for their songs. So one of the tracks off here, fast ethernet has a music video. And there's like some older fan videos, I think, before they maybe got into making their own music. Or again, it's like a collective and somebody else is involved in video because they have stuff. There's a video called Remorse Deckard Wave, which is melancholic music over the scene of Deckard retiring Zora from Blade Runner, which is like, I don't know, kind of funny as a Blade Runner fan that that's kind of stuff that doesn't really come up whenever you hear all this like Vangelis music. Yeah. Like, oh man, it's so cool and wistful and oh Rachel's theme is really pretty. It's like, oh no, there's also like this type of music like over him just fucking killing people. <laughs> so I really like that that sort of being brought out in a video. Yeah, some of those lesser known moments of Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. I mean it's a long movie. There's a lot going on in it. And uh it's a little under two hours, yeah. but like I think the way people talk about it yeah. leaves out some like the abject brutality of some scenes. Yes, yeah, for sure. Like against what people think of like the soundtrack in the context of a, a music podcast mm-hmm. was was what I thought thought was interesting about yeah. it but but this album itself is pure classic like plunderphonics vaporwave yeah. you know there's like right down to like 90 song titles i like there's like song tracks just called for you to you baby which is like very prince like i would die for you oh yeah, yeah. a lot of the editing is less like cutting songs up and more like broken transmission where it sounds glitchy and old and, and broken rather than like a constant recutting and reprocessing. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. This is uh, just, there's two things we'll talk about later. Kind of why this attracted me as uh, kind of a summer album, but what did you think? Well, I liked it. It is. Mm-hmm. I like that people are still making class. Well, you know, we're saying classic already with vapor <laughs> or OG style vaporwave, you know, plunderphonics mm-hmm. and, sort of slash broken transmission signal wave, you know, like infinity frequencies is still one of my favorite artists. So anybody who sort of walks in that path, I'm like, Hey, I like this. So the lo-fi elements and sort of these, the very rhythmic looping of these plunderphonic sampled elements makes, I I liked listening to it. It was good. It was, it was, I would definitely put this on, but it's not summer. Do you? I, you know the- what? It, it is summer in a very, in an actually very kind of realistic way because, you know, we have this, this, you know, we talked about summers being, be going out 
to parties, to beaches, to wherever, and going on vacation and uh, driving with a top down. And that's like the stylized ideal version of summer. But summer in reality for a lot of us is actually sitting inside with the air conditioning on mm-hmm. because you don't have the money to go on vacation or you just, you don't have friends. You can go out or maybe you don't even like going out. You know, it's too hot. You know, if you live in a, like yeah. you live in the South where the humidity is like a hundred percent, like it's just brutal out there um, or going through a heat wave. And so it's sitting in a dark room as your air conditioner battles, you know, the heat and uh, you watch TV or play video games. And so I think, that kind of summer is what this kind of evokes for me. Yeah, good. Uh, that's funny that you mentioned that because maybe you saw, you know, I have kind of the same point mm-hmm. in my notes. So much of the summer aesthetic, like you just said, especially the chill wave aesthetic, which we'll talk about like with your album is like this very driving, like we're out, I'm out with mm-hmm. friends in my car and we're, we're cruising, we're cruising up the highway, you know, looking over the ocean yeah. or you're just doing stuff all the time. That was not my summers. Like as a kid, we went to the beach and stuff, but most of my memories of that time spent was like just sitting in like a shitty minivan for eight hours to get yeah. there. I didn't even thought about, yeah, the like driving down yeah. to North Carolina or whatever, mm-hmm. the actual act of, of getting mm-hmm. there and kind of being stuck in that environment mm-hmm. with family more than like actually enjoying being on the beach. I think it was like a big beach kid, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's funny. I'm glad that you also thought that. Cause I was like one of the two points where this was maybe my pushback against <laughs> like summer as a time when you do yeah. stuff it maybe was like part of that picture. i mean this is sort of like the reality versus the uh fantasy of pop culture you know the pop culture is like you go to the beach you have fun and it's great um well if you're mm-hmm. you're self-conscious about it you or you don't have friends um or you just have a bad time because of any number of reasons you know from food poisoning to getting sunburned or or more serious injuries the summer vacation, the joy is a very fragile thing and not everyone gets to experience that. And so for a lot mm-hmm. of people, it's safer bet to just stay inside. Mm-hmm. And, exactly. Yeah. And this kind of re- reflects that reality. And that may be depressing to you, but well, that's, you know, vaporwave. It is kind of like the dissonance between the fantasy and the reality um, and sort of walking on that, that edge. Yeah. Sounds edgy to say, but it's like holding up a mirror to kind of those memories, which mm-hmm. is what I really like about a lot of this type of uh, specific vaporwave. Mm-hmm. Because some of this stuff does get really distorted. You know, I picked one of the cleaner samples for the oh, intro, yeah. so people don't like turn everything off. But like, here's another example of really messing stuff up. That is from the track Fast Ethernet, which is track six. And this is the one that I mentioned also has a music video mm-hmm. associated with it on their YouTube channel. And this is just like straight gear cassettes glitching. It's all messed up. It's skipping. It's warbly. Mm-hmm. And again, this is one of the more like aesthetic choices of glitch. Um, other tracks I mentioned like For You yeah. really sound like you're trying to like tune your radio, trying to find this this transmission and get your summer started. 
And there's other tracks that also reference kind of the, the passive summer, I should say, like one is called by the glow of the yes, TV set. That was the track I was thinking of because that's the one that made me think about spending mm. your summers inside because that certainly was more accurate for a lot of my summers mm. than, you know, the, the fantasy. Um, the, I really like that track as well because of the, the, the warbling of the saxophone the, the, and the pitch sifted vocals. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's just, it's what people think of when they think of vaporwave. It's this stuff. It's like, ah, quite fun. Yeah, yeah, for sure. A little less summer related, but broadly on this album, I really like the trend of using more like forgotten or, or at least forgotten for me, 90s like hip hop and mm-hmm. R&B sample sources more than like classic rock. And this is not anything new, you know, of course, like the most famous vaporwave song is a disco track. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of what other people remember is slow down reverb, some classic rock song. And I think, you know, the use now 10 years later, it sounds like we're so fucking later in the vaporwave history, but like 10 years now, you're seeing a lot of this, this more nineties hip hop, which I don't know, just feels like there's a statement there. Like, um, much like disco, just kind of remembering a group of people whose pop culture kind of contributed greatly to like mainstream culture and are sort of forgotten or not really properly respected for those contributions. Mm -hmm. So at least for me, I also like that being revived in vaporwave form where I can hear it at least. Oh, I'm glad you found this album. It was, uh, and I've heard of this artist and I quite like this one. And so next time I'm in the mood for some more of that signal wave vapor wave, mm-hmm. uh, I'll be looking through their work. Yeah. There's a lot to mm-hmm. pick from. Yeah. I think it's sort of funny. The, the hidden thing is that in, in some sense, another one of my summer jams are like, uh, when we did the city girl album, oh, for yeah. Lo-Fi, that really struck mm-hmm. me. I was talking to a friend of ours, Spencer about that. And, um, I just didn't want to pick a second city girl album so quick. So I kind of just desperation went and trawled through Bandcamp, and I'm, I'm glad I did. And I used to do that more. And I really liked that this podcast has me doing it more again, because you do dig up little gems. So I'm really, I'm really glad I found this artist or, or group of artists. And then we definitely got to check out more of their stuff. I understand if it's not summer jams to you out there, but I still recommend mm-hmm. it. And with that, let's move on to our next album. from track three uh the song is called hideaway featuring crozier and the album is palmscapes by hotel pools which is a great vaporwave artist name <laughs> uh, hotel pools he is revealed his real name has been uh braun he used to be a member of macintosh braun which is a oregon-based electropop group Signed to Island Records slash Chop Shop Records and a division of Universal Music Group. So this is a Ooh. an actual professional musician who does musician stuff. Mm-hmm. And so this is just a solo act. So this has just been and he's produced a lot of music mm-hmm. in the last three years. And he quite likes doing this. I found an interview with him where he talked about wanting his 
experience his frustration of the working in the music studio system and you know making an album having the label sit on it for years you know studio interference and all these other things and so he created hotel pools as a way because he could just release albums it's just it's just his band camp so he can just put stuff out and so he's released a lot of music he's been working on this for like three years now and this is his newest album it came out in june and it is chill wave mm-hmm. yeah chill wave is an interesting intersection i think between synthwave and vaporwave because like vaporwave you have a lot of like lo-fi elements also in synthwave you have a lot of like use of older 80s and 90s synthesizers mm-hmm. vaporwave you have like a lot of like layered and textured sounds but there's still a beat to it so it's not really ambient and it's often described as dreamy and lush and you know you have these like sidechain pads to create again a very rich sound with just multiple layers and uh that's kind of what we get in this album and it does remind me of home uh and the song resonance which again was a huge huge hit you've heard it all it's one of the most frequently used songs (laughs) in vaporwave memes and simpson wave so if you've seen like a looping video on of Bart driving a car and the colors have been kind of messed up that the song playing is almost certainly uh, uh, <laughs> resonance. Yeah. It was also on like a lot of explainer vids mm-hmm. and stuff. Like it just became like YouTube, I don't know, signifier of some sort that you're like into music. But well, into vaporwave. Cause again, for, well, it was also like on for a long time. I don't know if they still use it, but it was like the transition music for every um, summoning salt vid for a mm-hmm. long time. Yeah. The speed run. Uh, documentary YouTube channel. Yeah. So I quite like this album. It's chill way for me. This is obviously like I was talking about my two categories of summer music, you know, club bangers and beach music. It's obviously beach music. I don't think you're mm-hmm. going to get a, a club banger in any vapor wave, except maybe like a feature funk song. So <laughs> that, that would be hard to do, but this is definitely beach music. Like I like chill wave, but I don't listen to a ton of it because Maybe it's just me. It's it's almost feel like I'm eating, you know, it's like candy. You know, maybe too much of this is a bad <laughs> thing. It, it's sweet and comforting. But is it good for my musical taste? If I listen to nothing but chill wave, I, I also get sick of it after like if I listen to it for too long. Like I, I, I do like it, but like I can't listen to more than for a couple hours at a time, like one or two albums worth. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what would be a genre uh, for one or two al- hours? Yeah. Okay. Because I was going to say, what would be a genre you could listen to like forever and not get sick of it? Like, would you be able to listen oh, to like, sure. Dark Ambient exclusively for the rest no, of your life? No, well, okay. like for me, it's also like time of day. Like, I could listen to drum and bass yeah. as long as the sun is up. And when the sun goes down, I switch to Dark Ambient. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's kind of, yeah. Okay. Because it okay. feels inappropriate to play Dark Ambient when it's like, you know, 11 a.m. or something. And the sun's out and it's bright. And it comes, you know, it's like, well, it's a little too cheerful outside to, to uh, listen to dark ambient i don't know i guess that's 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 weird but yeah drum and bass is my mm-hmm. music for getting up and doing things driving and just like my motivational music uh so anything from hospital records and i know we don't talk about it on this the show except i guess for right now but yeah i i really fucking <laughs> love uh drum and bass but in turn in vaporwave is i could listen to it anytime so i could listen to like standard vaporwave for hours and hours and hours especially mm-hmm. those longer mixes that you find or, or like uh certain streaming channels there is one vaporwave streaming channel on youtube that has really good curation 
and really good graphics where they play like it's the images of multiple TV channels or TV uh, sets, hmm. each playing something different. But yeah, Chill Wave, I just, I get, I'm like, <laughs> a, I, I don't know. It's, it's just like, I, I shouldn't be listening to it for this long. <laughs> yeah, very idiosyncratic. But uh, some other things about Chill Wave, I watched this video from uh, Garden Sound. He had this little video that explained like what the characteristics of Chill Wave are. The mm-hmm. one good example of Chill Wave is the music they use for the intro of Portlandia from Washed Out. Mm-hmm. You know, lots of like side chained uh, pads and synthesizers, and and that means like when you you plug it in. So my understanding of side chain is like when you when you have something plugged in, that only activates when something else is plugged in or active. You know, yeah, it's when you have an effect on a track that's triggered by activity mm-hmm. on another track. It's one of the ways kind of uh, have tracks interact and create like a more rich mm-hmm. production. Another couple other things, lots of reverb to give it more space to give it more mm-hmm. like. It's not crowded or you feel like uh, you're just like out on the beach. It's a big open airy kind of music, um, a minimalist approach. Like it's not compositionally super complex, <laughs> shall we say? So you stretch <laughs> it out so you can relax and it's not dense. It's not like a Baroque chamber piece. You know, it's not like too many notes fly, flying around at any given second. It's lo-fi sort of crunchy static. Let's see. So like a, like a funky baseline is always good. Tons of layers. Mm-hmm. Again, just a rich sound. And why don't we play another one to give you another example? from track five splash yeah i really like this track uh they've got these like drums coming in and like guitar and it's just uh it's really nice so it's a really good representative album of chill wave it's really it's that nice space between like not gonna put you to sleep like an ambient album and it's not going to it's not like drum and bass where it's gonna like rev you up or or metal or speed metal or something like that. It, it's it's that nice you know happy four four beat you know it's it's mm-hmm. uh, I don't know what do you think Burke? Uh, yeah, I liked it. So like of all of the more I don't know upbeat star waves mm-hmm. asterisk waves chill wave is probably the mm-hmm. most listenable to me. You know versus like like really like synth wave or outrun which doesn't have wave in it so i guess it wouldn't be caught by that mm-hmm. but you know what i mean or like future funk and stuff so uh you talking about like this reminding you of home and how much you love home totally makes sense because that's the other thing i was thinking about this album is that it very much wears that home mm-hmm. influence on its sleeve i think there's a lot of stuff since like resonance where 
everyone kind of does the same like like watery ripply reverb effect oh, yeah. on their synth like that like that that sort of effect um you hear a lot now throughout this album um but there's there's a lot of it i really liked i'll open with like a mild mm-hmm. criticism i guess which is if there was another version of this album that had the drums mixed a little less punchy i think i would really, oh, really like it brought them down because i think there's yeah. a lot just a smidge or or something in the the attack of them and stuff because there's a lot of like really nice synth stuff so i really like the track waves track four i i really like just the synth play at the beginning of that and I, just the drums come in and they're almost like too driving mm-hmm. and intense like they're very it's, strong yeah. As, as far as chill wave goes there's strong which normally i like I, I normally like drums the track you just sampled track five uh, i really liked because it was purposely very mm-hmm. drum forward rather than sometimes i think like they kind of come in as part of building it up you know they come in 30 seconds or a minute later but they're like just very intense for me but that yeah. being said i still think it it generally achieves its goal where like yeah. you still kind of in the best way like defocus from it and the tracks are are different enough that you don't feel like everything's the same you're just kind of lost in this like generic synthase that's absolutely not the case it all sounds really great but at the same time you still do kind of like i guess i use the word kind of yeah. defocus i think that's like the chill part of chill wave for me but the the genre is interesting because chill wave now as it's talked about like post home mm-hmm. i guess is very different than like chill wave as i remember it you know like the port you talked about like the portlandia theme from washed out but like other like washed out and neon indian stuff early that that early chill wave sounds nothing like this it's a very 2010 sound you know it's it's not just 2010s, but it's like functionally mm-hmm. different. Like it's acoustic instruments. It's much oh, less yeah, electronica yeah. genre. That it's much more of like vocals and singing and mm-hmm. lyrics and like actual actual is the, not the right word. So it makes it sound like there's not anything going on in show wave, but but more of a focus on being like more of a a nostalgic yeah. rock. Yeah, right. Uh, versus now. Like we've cycled back around because that sort of did breathe life into like vaporwave and stuff. And then now we've kind of looped back around into like chill wave mm-hmm. is electronica. And then a lot of that early stuff in, in genre dumbness, I think is more like chill pop now, I guess. Yeah. Even yeah. though that was what was called chill wave like 10 years ago. Cause I remember, you know, liking a lot of that stuff. I think I kind of define albums from that period as like what I would listen to a lot while walking to mm-hmm. school in Boston. And like, yeah, Paracosm was one of my walking, because it was like a 20 minute walk from my apartment. And yeah, Paracosm was like one of my walking albums. I, I liked it a great bit at the time, but it is nothing, nothing like yeah, what you hear yeah. here. Or other stuff is like Tycho is, I think, more oh, electronic, yeah. Yeah. but also has like still a bit more like string arpeggio type stuff rather than just being this pure uh, synth wash, yeah. I guess I would call it. Like a lot of this, a lot of modern show wave is just being in a good way, like this, this washing yeah, the soundscape. of like synth yeah. effects and production and, and soundscape, yeah. which is really nice. Uh, I really like it, but it's just, it's just really different. I'm, I'm curious if it was home that kind of flipped that, or if there's other stuff or how that became the case, or I think the real answer is it probably doesn't even matter because this stuff is all <laughs> organic and like meaning yeah. comes from usage. So this yeah. is what show wave is now. Well, no, I think these little, like, I don't care about genre, but I also think, like the evolution of how people use these oh, terms sure. is interesting. I, mean, it's, I think one of the perennial topics of this <laughs> of this discussion. Like, yeah, it's, and I don't know why, but it just feels like us being like, 
Genre is weird, but also <laughs> we're going to talk about it for five how minutes. How else can we talk about this stuff without using labels, man? But labels <laughs> are false. Can you dig it? Well, I think it's also the part of, of the topic that's mm-hmm. interesting to me is how people like interact with this art and construct mm-hmm. meaning from it. And calling it certain stuff is one of the ways people do that because that's how, you know, you kind of, everybody does kind of commodify mm-hmm. your identity through that. So it has to be named the right thing for you to want to consume to be who you think you have to be in yeah. a consumer landscape. Which is why, like, yeah, maybe that's not so much the case in a lot of this vaporwave that you just sort of listen to for free, but it still is like self-branding in like a, a yeah a weird way to put it. And it's definitely a thing in metal of like, oh no, bro, I don't listen to speed metal, man. That's all just it's all just technical scales, man. It's not real music like doom metal, which yeah. is like more pensive, bro. Like, you know, we're not definitely I'm definitely not doing that. And that that behavior is mm-hmm. it's kind of gross to me, but I think it's it's one of the ways the genre functions as a marketing tool. Yeah. And but speaking um, of genres, it's um, interesting to think about. Yeah, sorry. Let's speak I of do genres. know. You know, you mentioned a while ago uh, uh, outrun. I do think at some point we need to talk about that because <laughs> mm. if there's one thing Chill Wave has in common with outrun, is that YouTube mixes of it almost always of both genres will feature it. Uh, they will have an image, <laughs> a looping image, uh, a video of a car driving to a sunset, mm-hmm. and that, that's kind of like the iconic sort of like symbolism of this of the of chill wave yeah. is like driving or traveling and yearning uh for a past or a future that never was again ontological it's beach music but there is a bit of contemplative nature to it outrun on the other hand mm-hmm. is obviously way more like f- driving is fucking awesome and <laughs> yeah yeah when you talk about that i realize we should we should get into that a bit at some time but you know this yeah. this is a uh it is actually really good beach music i i think this would be really good to have uh or just vibing as the kids say these days they do say they that. do say that uh, we're, we're experts apparently so <laughs> <laughs> and it's also good to know like i don't know i like that this this kind of music is being made today and that like a professional musician who has you know a deal who's had the macintosh brown had their music featured in riverdale Ooh. yeah but like the the artist is still like fuck i hate working in the system man i'm just gonna release my own stuff on Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. And uh, I find that like, yeah, well, I don't know if it's reassuring or disheartening to know that like even people who receive some commercial success are like, oh, man, fuck, this is all bullshit. Uh, and they're they're going back to releasing their own stuff. Yeah, I think you see that with artists, you know, like uh, once he was free of Harry Potter, Daniel Radcliffe just did a bunch of weird fucking like stage mm-hmm. shows and everything. Just be weird. <laughs>
So thanks for listening. I actually had a lot of fun diving into what summer Mm -hmm. jams mean to each of us and kind of the album we end up picking. Uh, If you have a summer jam you want to recommend or you want to yell at us about our summer jams, uh, we're out there. You Mm -hmm. can reach out to us. But for our next episode, we're going to be doing the music of analog horror. It's going to be a bit of a topic episode. Ross, do you want to talk about that real quick? Yeah, analog horror is a new horror genre that is really popular on YouTube right now, but also throughout social media and the internet. And it's sort of like VHS horror and the idea of taking uh, media that, especially like old television, older 80s, 90s television or educational films and making scary things out of them. The biggest example of that is a YouTube channel called Local 58, which has created some viral hit videos about you know, emergency broadcast warnings that are really weird, man. And there's crossover with SCP, the SCP kind of aesthetic uh, to Mm. a degree. And there's a huge amount of like influence in terms of like the vaporwave lo-fi and hauntological aesthetic in analog horror, as you can imagine. And uh, they both have interesting uses of music. And when they don't use music, you know, silence is also a kind of soundtrack. So that's right. Yeah. And it's very lo-fi. So yeah, it's, it's uh, something to look into. And we've already talked about like spoopy music before. So mm-hmm. that's cool. It's my favorite type of topic episode, which is, I know very little about it going in, <laughs> which is just an opportunity to learn a lot. Mm-hmm. If you want to get involved in these types of discussions or, or suggest other stuff, you can always find your way over to our Patreon Nightclerk radio on patreon.com chip in link your discord join our community chat with us about anything we talk about on these episodes uh look at our cool links especially ross ross is very proud of the stuffy links which is <laughs> he should be they're good links otherwise you can find us on twitter at nightclerk radio ross is at ross payton i am at burke mcberkinson you can also find nightclerk radio most anywhere else websites Facebooks, Instagram, YouTube, uh, wherever you do choose to interact with us, just please, you know, rate review. If there's a thing you can click that says, I like this, click it, Apple podcasts, Spotify, whatever, and wherever. So thank you again for listening. And if you find yourself, uh, driving on the highway on a summer night, make sure to bring a cassette of a couple of these albums. Mm-hmm.